Thank you, Louise, and hello, everyone. As always, it's a great honor to share God's Word with you and a real privilege to be leading this celebration moment together. Personally, I love how over the years, this last Sunday of the year where many people are away uh, on holidays and the numbers are a little bit lower, has actually become quite a highlight Sunday for those of us who are around and able to join in. And it's actually become a very rich time of celebration and thanksgiving. It started many years ago in our Bosch AM congregation, and I now know that a number of our congregations join in 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 having this celebration and gratitude moment on this last Sunday of every year. It's a day for us to take stock. It's a day when we reflect on the goodness of God in our lives and in our community. And it's a day when we don't just leave that to a few leaders, but we actually create space to hear from a number of people in our community who want to share what they are celebrating about God's goodness in their lives. Now, obviously, these are COVID days, so we aren't able to be together in that same manner, and we can't create an open mic moment for people to share. But we will be hearing from some common grounders from our different congregations that have sent in video testimonies of how God has been at work in this very unusual year. So really looking forward to getting to those a little bit later in our time together. Now, for many, I just want to recognize that at the outset of of a celebration Sunday like this, you may find that that's a little ill-fitting to the year that has been your life this year. So I don't want to be insensitive to that. But I do believe that Scripture calls us to be a rejoicing and thankful people in all circumstances. Listen to some of these verses that call us to this, like 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16, just two words, rejoice always. And then from verse 18, it speaks about giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So giving thanks is God's will for us. Philippians 4.4 also speaks about rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Romans 12.12 speaks about rejoicing in hope, being patient in tribulation and constant in prayer. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 10 speaks of our ability as Christ followers to hold almost two different states of being simultaneously in this world. It says, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor and yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. That's who we are as the people of God. We have this kind of dual dynamic going on in all circumstances. As these verses encourage us, it's my hope that we can lead even those of you who've had the hardest of years this year into finding some elements of fresh gratitude in God and that we can close out this very, very unusual year together in celebration and with thanksgiving. So I'm going to take us to a few verses in Colossians chapter 1 today, and then we're going to work through those a little bit. Then we'll have a time of reflection and writing down some of our thanksgiving. We'll hear some of those testimonies I told you about. And then we're going to end our time with some prayers of thanksgiving and a final song together. 
But maybe before we get stuck into all of that, I wanna encourage you to start participating even now by typing a few of the things that you are grateful to God for in 2020 into the comments bar on whatever platform you're watching this on right now. This is a, a way for us to be able to participate. And my hope is that we'll, we'll kind of get the participation going a little bit more in this way. So feel free to get typing in your comments bar. But here's the challenge. Don't start reading what others have written just yet. I'll give you a little bit of time to do that later. But for now, let's also open our Bibles. Colossians chapter one is the chapter we're gonna be looking at. We're gonna be looking at verses three through 14 and we'll work through it kind of line by line. Let me remind you that Paul is writing from prison in Rome, which is even worse, but I'd imagine somewhat similar to me having to preach to you today over camera, not being able to be with you and face to face and having this moment of thanksgiving and celebration together. And yet Paul's got a message for them. And a large emphasis in, in, in this letter that comes through is his understanding of what right living looks like for the people of God. And his conclusion is that we are to be a people who are more and more living with a focus on heavenly things rather than on earthly things. And he he states that our joy and our perspectives and our gratitude and our hope, our contentment, and what we give ourselves to in this life are all greatly shaped by this right focus in our lives, a heavenly focus. I love the book of Colossians for this. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to work through these first few verses of chapter one, line by line. And then we're going to draw out a few of the amazing things that I believe Paul would want to remind them about and that God would want to remind us about that we can be grateful for despite our trying 2020 circumstances. And I want to join Paul in making much of these things as we express being a thankful and grateful people here at the end of 2020. So let's start in verse three together. We always thank God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. And straight away, we can see here that Paul is writing to these people that he loves. And as he's speaking to them, he's, he's, he's saying, man, when I think of you and when I remember you, I pray for you. And that's the first thing I think we can be grateful for. If you're a, a Christ follower, you have people that are praying for you. If you're not a Christ follower, you have people that are praying for you. Every single one of us has someone praying for us. Many of us would be able to likely guess who those people are in our lives, right? I know for me, I've grown up with the privilege of having praying grandparents who pray for each of us 19 grandchildren by name each night. And I have praying parents and a praying wife and a praying eldership team and the common ground congregations, we, we pray for each other. And the advanced movement of churches that we're a part of all around the world, we pray for each other. What a privilege to have people on the other side of the world praying for us. Importantly, I, I, I recognize that we here in Common Ground have a praying people that pray for leaders like myself and the other congregation leaders and other members of our community. We pray for each other. And this is such a huge privilege. And I'm so humbled and I'm so grateful for this reality because I know that having a praying people, it's not the only thing we have, but it's one of the most important things we have in community is a praying people. Because in, in doing this, we're looking to God and we're placing our lives in His hands and 
by praying, we surrendering to his sovereign will and his goodness. And we're saying, God, we trust you and we entrust our lives and the lives of these others to you. This year, I've watched many people walking through much hardship and, and almost all of them saying how buoyed and strengthened they have felt knowing that so many people were praying for them. And what they could feel then in their lives were the effect of those prayers. They felt that God was carrying them through these very tough times. They were so encouraged that people are praying. Prayer is a great encouragement to us, especially in tough times. And maybe even if you can't tell me right now who it is that's likely praying for you by name, I want you to know that we are praying for you. If you're part of Common Ground, then our leadership teams in all of our congregations are praying for you, our people, regularly. Maybe if you're just looking in today and you're not part of this church or maybe not part of any church, we want to know that you are being prayed for too. We may not know your name, but God knows. And we are praying people who pray for the rest of our city and the people of this beautiful city regularly. We say, God, won't you draw people closer to yourself? Knowing that people are praying for us is one of the reasons I believe we can have such gratitude in our lives, even in times like this. Let's carry on. Paul says, he says, we always thank God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Why? From verse four, because we have heard of your faith in Christ, in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven. This is the second thing that we have to be grateful for. We, as the people of God, have a hope stored up for us in heaven. Scripture is, is really strong on this. And there's so many different places that speak to this. Matthew 5 and verse 12 speaks of our, our reward being in heaven. 1 Corinthians 2.9 speaks of this unimaginable future, eternal destiny that awaits us. It's coming. 1 Thessalonians 4 speaks of how this informs even our loss and our mourning when it says, for we do not mourn as those without hope. What Paul is saying is that this future perspective can fill our current reality with a different kind of living, a living of hope, a living of faith, a living of love, because because we have this future hope. That's what Paul's saying in these verses. We can live faithful lives and we can truly love. In other words, we can live our lives for others, not for ourselves in this life, because we look forward to the next life. We sojourners in this life. We are just passing through. I'm not sure about you, but I love listening to people who I can tell genuinely long for and look forward to their future heavenly reality. Like Auntie Anne in our Bosch AM congregation. When she speaks, she speaks with so much anticipation and yearning for this future reality. And when you listen to these people pray, it creates more of a longing in your own heart for this eternal home. Have you ever experienced that? Paul reminds us that this is something that is secure for us. Our future reality is guaranteed. It's grand. It's glorious. It's something that we as the people of God have got to be grateful for despite the trying current circumstances. But let's continue from the second part of, of verse 5. It says, And about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. 
In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and you truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. These verses speak of one of the greatest things that Christ followers have to be grateful for on any given day. The gospel, the full message, life, and work of Christ in our lives. Not just that we have, we've come through kind of the doorway of salvation, but now that we live in the whole house of the gospel with so many different facets and rooms, so much of this good news ongoingly taking effect in our lives. I love how Paul speaks of how it takes root in us and then how it bears fruit from us, like the fruit of love, which he mentions there at the end of verse eight. We all know that there's so much to this gospel. The gospel changes everything in our lives. And I wanna say without being insensitive, I wanna boldly remind us that no matter the ups and downs that any of us have faced in 2020, no matter any of the ups and downs you are facing right now, if you're a follower of Jesus, it all comes a far second to this reality that is ultimate, eternal, life-changing. It comes second to the reality that grace has broken into our lives. And life circumstances will come and go, but grace has found its home in us. This is so beautiful. This is something that is so life-changing. This is something that is truly worth celebrating as the people of God. But there's even more. So let's carry on from verse nine. Verse nine, Paul continues. He says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruits in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Paul is saying that not only do we have the gospel which saves us and secures our eternal destiny, but we also now have the Spirit living and at work within us. And we can see from just this text that it's the Spirit, the Spirit that fills us with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. It's the Spirit that enables us to please God. It's the Spirit that enables us to live as He would have us live and enables us to bear fruit and to, to grow. And elsewhere, Scripture reminds us that he, he never leaves us nor forsakes us, that nothing can separate us from His love, that He is always with us. That's why the Spirit is called Comforter and Counselor and Guide. What a great gift to our lives the third person of the Trinity is. And, and Scripture says so much more about His work in our lives. And verse 11 continues, it says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. How many of us know that endurance and patience are two words that we've come to know a lot more about in 2020, right? 
I think as we get here to the end of 2020, this verse specifically is helpful to us as it reminds us that it's He who strengthens us and that He wants to do so, so that we can endure and be patient. And the the good news about it is that this strengthening happens according to His glorious might. It's not based on what we can muster up. It's not based on what we have in the reserve tank of our lives. It's not based on whether or not your holiday plans have come together like you had hoped. The reality is that I'm here today to remind you that despite the circumstances of ups and downs in your world, in your bank account, in your job, in your, in your career, there is one that is available to us to strengthen us in a very unique way, different to all of those different things. There is all power available to us in him. So then the question becomes for us, will we tap in? Will we draw near? Will we drink from these life-giving waters that are freshly available to us today? I hope so. There is so much goodness and strength and comfort to be found in him and for us to be grateful for. Paul continues and he tells us how that overflows into our lives and what it creates. He says, and giving joyful thanks to the Father. Paul is pointing out here that when we press into God and His strength, His might becomes available to us, then we can actually go beyond just this patience and endurance. and We can actually get to a place where we are giving joyful thanks to the Father, even despite our hardship. This speaks of being able to see a a greater good of what God is doing amidst the challenges of our lives. This again speaks of recognizing that what God has given us is so much more important than anything that this year can dish up for us. This speaks of unshakable joy, which is not shaped by our circumstances. This speaks of seeing him for who he is through it all. And Paul continues this train of thought in in what he says next. He says, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light? For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Can you see how Paul is? now using inheritance language to explain in a different way how the work of Jesus has qualified us to receive all these undeserved riches. Undeserved riches of being a holy people, being rescued out of the dominion of darkness and into the light, being brought into the kingdom, a kingdom of his beloved son that we have redemption and the forgiveness of our sins. Paul is reminding the Colossian church of these things to fortify them in their time of hardship and to remind them that they have so much to be grateful for. He's wanting to fortify them against other perspectives and opinions. He's he's wanting to make sure that they're solid and and understanding what Jesus has done and, and not taking away from that in any way. And today... On this last Sunday of 2020, as we look back on a very different, difficult, hard year in so many ways for so many people, it's my hope that we too would allow these reminders from the scriptures to bring fresh perspective to our lives that we have so much to be grateful for. We can be grateful that we have, one, a people praying for us. 
We can be grateful that we have a hope stored up for us in heaven. We can be grateful that we have the spirit of the living God at work within us, filling us with knowledge and wisdom and understanding, enabling us to to please God and, and, and growing us and causing us to bear fruit, enabling us to live as He would have us live. We can be grateful that we have God strengthening us with His might, enabling us to endure and be patient, right? And ultimately, we can be grateful that we have the gospel of grace at work in our lives. We have been qualified. We've been given an inheritance. We've been brought into the kingdom. We've been redeemed. We've had our sins forgiven. This is such good news for us as the people of God. And this causes me to hope that we can be found as a people at the end of this year even, despite all of its hardships, that are those that Paul describes as giving joyful thanks to the Father. That's my prayer for us, that we would be able to give joyful thanks to the Father. So, so I wonder about you. What are you grateful to God for in 2020, despite its hardships? We're going to create a little gap now, take a few minutes for you to write those things down. I want to ask you to take out your phone or a piece of paper and and write those things down. If you're with others, once you've written those down, maybe you want to share those with each other. And then once you've done that, if you've got a few extra moments and you want to share in other people's joy, now's the moment to go and look through the comments section and read the comments of what others have been posting about, what they grateful to God for in this year. But make sure that you start by writing your own down first. We're going to give you a couple of minutes for this. And then we're going to hear from some other common grounders on what they are grateful and thankful to God for in this year. So over to you.
Great. Well, welcome back. I trust that you found that a helpful process. I so wish I was able to see everything that everyone across the city has written down. I'm so sure that that would be a very encouraging exercise if that was possible. And I know we as leaders are going to be scanning through those comment sections to see what you've written. And also thanks to everyone who did write in those sections because this is an encouraging faith-building reality for all of us as we reflect on what God's been doing in other people's lives, we gain courage for our own lives. Now, as I said, we're going to hear from a few other common grounders from different congregations about what they thankful to God for in 2020. So let's watch their testimonies. Hi guys, Ben and Yana here. Something that we're both thankful for this year is getting to spend more time with each other as co-workers. Definitely, and also grateful for our online church community. It's been great, guys. Thanks for a good year. My name is Nobukanya Mwale. I'm a member of Bosch AM. This year, I'm really grateful to God for too many things to mention, but I think they all fall under the gift of time. I was grateful for the slower pace, I was grateful to be able to spend more time with my family. I was grateful just to be more present at home and to spend more time in the Word and more time connecting um, with the Father and not in a corporate setting, but really journeying deep. Uh, it was also a challenging year, and so that time meant that as a family we were able just to go through all of the different stages of grief, of celebration, um, and so in the midst of all of the difficulties and the challenges, we really felt um, the hand of the Lord. Hi everyone, I'm Sam. And I'm Wade, and this is Ava. Ava. So um, it's been a very hard year, I think, for everyone. We know that. Um, but we've seen God's favor in our lives in incredible ways. And um, the one way I wanted to share was that I started my own business this year. I'm a psychologist and um, my practice has just absolutely thrived this year. And it's just, yeah, been phenomenal. And um, through all of lockdown, I was retrenched and managed to land on my feet. And not only am I doing well, but I'm also uh, linked up with a bunch of other Christians in business. And just that provision at the time, family time, even though it has been quite stressful, it's just been incredible. And um, sure, there's a lot of negatives, but we really are thankful in this season uh, for all the positives. What I'm grateful for is that God made us and made gave us health and food and life. Hello everybody, my name is Paladi and I am so grateful for the breakthrough in my mental health this year. Despite it being such a difficult year for all of us, God has blessed me with healing and peace and I couldn't be more thankful. Yes, in lockdown we had a few awesome experiences as a family. We discovered MTB riding, we got ourselves some, some bikes and hit the trails in Tagai. And we were able to do a lot more family suppers at home, sitting around the dining room table, which very quickly turned into our workstation. But we are still grateful for the family moments. I'm thankful to God for letting us grow. And I'm also thankful that we get to spend time together when it's Christmas. And what I did um, in the lockdown, I spend time with my family playing fun games. If the truth be told, I don't think I spend very much time being thankful. Um, but if I think about it, I have so much to be thankful to God. Home, wife, my family, my job, fellowship. 
and a home group, a prayer group, the church which is surviving this very difficult um, COVID pandemic. And mostly I am thankful because God has shown me my need for Him, my dependence on Him. I'm thankful for rugby and I'm thankful for Jesus loves me. 2020 has taught us to be appreciative of the small things in life, like getting out in nature and meeting with community, things that I for one took for granted. And even more than that, knowing that we serve a God who is sovereign and greater than the realities that we currently face. Hi, come on ground. Uh, my name is Colin and this is Cheryl and we are the Ramukobatis from Devonville. And basically what we just want to say we're grateful for is for God to create the opportunity for us as a family and as a church that we can be able to save this community of Devonville. Yeah, we're also grateful for God to give us this opportunity to spend time as a family together. And uh, it's not something that happens very often. So we are really, really grateful for that. And we're grateful for the team in Common Ground Devonville as well, the pastoral team that we have. Isn't that so encouraging? I just love the way that this works in life because when we focus on certain things, it really does seem to affect the way we feel and perceive and get perspective and directive for our lives on so many other things. When we focus on God's goodness and the ways that He has been at work within us, well, that doesn't really take away the tough realities of 2020 or make them any less, but it does put them into perspective and it does give us fresh anticipation and understanding and perspective on the fact that God has been at work and that we can trust Him through hardships. And, and, and we can trust Him because we have such eternally important things to be grateful to Him for. And I find testimonies are powerful in this way because they, they draw our attention to God and what He's done, which I then naturally find leads me to a place of both prayer and praise. And so that's what we're going to be doing now. We're going to create another few minutes for you to pray prayers of gratitude right where you are. Maybe you want to take that list of things that you've written down and, and you want to just raise your voice in prayer, thanking God for those things and any others that you can think of. And if, we, if you're with other people, maybe you want to consider praying with them together. But let's all thank God for 2020 and the ways in which He has been at work in this unusual year in our lives. And maybe let's also share our gratitude with Him for those big things that Colossians has reminded us of today. That we have people praying for us, that we have a hope stored up for us in heaven, that we have the Spirit of God working in us that we have God strengthening us with His might, and that we have the gospel of grace at work within our lives. Such great things for us to be grateful for. Let's, let's take a few moments now and pray together.
Heavenly Father, we wanna come before you today on this last Sunday of 2020. And we wanna say, God, even though it has been such an unusual year, unprecedented in so many ways, none of us could have expected what this year held. God, we come to you and we look to you and we thank you that you have been consistent through this year, that you have been faithful, that you have not left us alone, God, that your arm has not been too short and that you have continued to rescue and save and provide and cause us to find peace and comfort from you even in these difficult days. And God, I wanna thank you that you're a God who is ultimately large and in charge. And even though we can't make sense of so much in our world today, we choose to say, we trust you. We choose to say we recognize that your love for us is extreme, it's large, it's beautiful. We see it displayed on the cross of Christ. And we see this future reality that we're looking forward to as promises of your goodness that you have, have given to us. And we hold firmly to those things, our salvation in Christ and our future uh, destination in heaven. And we say thank you, not just for these big things, but thank you for the ways that you've worked personally and individually in people's lives in 2020. We wanna be those who are filled with praise to you, our Father, even in these dark days. May you find us as a people who are able to sing songs in the night, just like your early disciples did. We honor you, we bless you, and we thank you for all the goodness that we can take out of 2020 in your beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Now, like I said, prayer and praise are the natural responses for our hearts when they're full of gratitude. So why don't we join in together by singing one last praise song that will help give expression to this gratitude that we are feeling today. Cheers, everyone.